There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. The Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So... It's my great pleasure. It's my great pleasure to uh, recap the Toronto Raptors' one thirteen to ninety seven payback win over the Boston Celtics. And um, you know, this isn't. It's not a Snyder Pod. It's the holidays. Maybe Assad's busy. Um, so you know, unfortunately, he's not here. I, I think under most circumstances, I think we would try to. Uh, I mean, it's 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 fitting. It really would be fitting. But you know, I just gotta say, man, like. The Raptors, first off, this year has been such a, such a pleasure to watch. I actually think, you know, I don't watch that much first take. If I do, I'm usually watching for Stephen A. Smith memes. Um, But Max Kellerman had a really great take on first take uh, when he said the Raptors are, like, the best story of the season so far in the NBA. And I got to say, like, yeah, no no, no doubt, man. Like, they they lose Kawhi, the best player, like, the best playoff player on the planet. All right, we can at least agree that much. Um we we just saw what he did on Christmas Day to LeBron. Um, but they lose Kawhi, they lose Danny Green. You know, um, you know they come into the season. People don't expect that much of them. Um, you know, guys had them like eighth out of the playoffs entirely. And to see guys step up, fill that void. Fred taking a leap, Pascal taking a leap, OG taking a leap, Norm taking a leap. Like it's just wild, wild to see them be as good as they are. But then of course they hit all these injuries. And it's like, you know, you lose Kyle and Serge on the same day when you're just smacking up the Pelicans. And that night, Pascal has 44 points, and they win anyway. The next night, they go on to beat L.A. on the road. Incredible, incredible stuff. To see the development there. And then, you know, uh, they get to, what, 15-4. and four. They hit a bit of adversity. They get a couple pieces back. Things aren't really fitting well. Then they get more adversity because in one game against the freaking Pistons, Dwayne Casey puts a... Just a curse on the team, and you lose Marcus All, Norm Powell, and Pascal Siakam. You know, Matt, uh, Matt Thomas low key has been out for the stretch too. You know, Stanley Johnson also missing some time, and it's just like all these factors are going in. You know, like how are the Raptors even going to sustain all this? And you have this against the backdrop of like all these reports that like, hey, maybe the Raptors move somebody, and the Raptors are doing what they're doing, and the Raptors tonight go into Boston TD Garden, all right, where the ghost of freaking Red Auerbach. Is always there to uh, to give a couple of extra whistles the Celtics way, and I'll touch on that in a second. But the Raptors, shorthanded, banged up, very few expectations, go into this game. And this is the thing that makes the Raptors the most fun to watch this year. That makes them such a, such a pleasure to watch, is the mentality. Like, the Raptors can get to this level, like a championship level, where they can just play harder and be more focused and more locked in than the opponent. And the other team can't get to it. We've seen it in many, many games this year. Uh, it's probably the one commonality in the four best results of the season. And I got to say, you know, and you know, just not ranking them, but the top four for me, and I think everyone can agree, 
is the win in L.A. where you got Chris Boucher blocking Anthony Davis and LeBron in the same quarter and Terrence Davis hitting key threes and Ron Neyman doing his thing and Pascal doing his thing. You got Joel Embiid being held scoreless by Marc Gasol um, and Pascal uh, with that you know massive and one against Al Horford and uh, the block against uh, I said was a steal it was a steal right the steal uh, against Simmons to close that game uh, and then you got very recently the thirty point comeback Kyle Lowry plays I mean he's he's played a lot of great quarters at uh, Scotiabank but the best quarter of his career where <laughs> that fourth quarter is just a masterpiece I can't can't I think about it all the time. Um, but a 30-point comeback. The biggest comeback in franchise history. Biggest comeback in the NBA in over 10 years. And now tonight, going into Boston. Again, man. The Celtics are healthy now, man. Gordon Hayward's back. Um, Marcus Smart is back. You know, he finally came back. He had a nasty eye injury or an eye infection or something like that. Uh, but he came back. and he, he gave them a bit of a spark, which is what you know Marcus Smart's there to do. Uh, and, you know, the Celtics are at home. No excuses, bro. No excuses. Nothing. And, you know, this is night and day compared to what happened on Christmas Day. Raptors in that game, what? Playing their third game in four nights. Were obviously massively shorthanded for that entire run. Really exhausting game in an overtime against the Pacers. Come home on Christmas Eve. And then 12 p.m. in the afternoon. uh, First game on Christmas. The Raptors got to come out and, you know, give this effort against the Celtics. And... Honestly, they're just going to look outclassed. But I also watched that game, and I and I said in the react pod, I was like, they could play better defense than this. Offensively, it probably doesn't get that much better. Um, but defensively, they can get to another level in terms of their hustle, their effort. They can guard people, man. They could, and then when they guard people, they can do some things because they can get on transition and really boost the offense. And lo and behold, after two nights of rest and with the, you know that um, that sting of defeat marinating in their minds for 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 two off days, Raptors come back. On the road against Boston. And not only did they beat the Celtics without Pascal, without Norman Powell, without Marcus Saul, Huge, huge pieces of their rotation. Not only did they beat the Celtics without those guys. They beat the Celtics who had the refs in their pocket. I'm not saying outright that they paid them or whatever. You know, like that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm not going to go that far to say something like that. That's that's stupid in my opinion. But they might, I mean... They, it's, it might be worse that they got it for free then because, like, what was the officiating in this game? It made this game and in, in, in the result that came out of it so much sweeter. It's not just beating the Celtics after losing the Celtics. It's not just beating the Celtics because they're the freaking Celtics and I hate this team. It's not just beating the Celtics on the road and anything like that. It's not just beating the odds. It's the fact that the Raptors got called for a 32 personal fouls and the Celtics got called for 17. When have you ever seen a 2-1 to disparity? In foul calls. I, I, like, am I wrong? Like, what was going on there? Like, is Shaq, is prime Shaq on the Celtics? Like, what was going on there? And you look at it, obviously, with, with that big of a disparity in foul calls, there's a big disparity in free throws. The Celtics took 36 free throws, and the Raptors took 17. And honestly, if the Celtics didn't get 36 free throws, I mean, shit. Like, most of the Raptors would be sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter because, like, you know, this would have been a blowout. Like, that's really the biggest reason why the Celtics were even in this game was to get called for so many generous foul calls. I mean, Gordon Hayward, the walking chicken breast that he is, got so many freaking foul calls just off, like, screens, dribble handoffs, stuff like that. Meanwhile, he's pushing off on everybody. No one seems to be able to see that. It's like, wow, Gordon Hayward must have the craziest handles in the league when he just stops on a dime and pushes a guy, and oh my god, the guy just, just all the separation. It's just, it was so frustrating to watch this game. 
So frustrating. Guys couldn't even play. That's how bad the foul situation was. Guys couldn't play. Serge Ibaka had five fouls. OG and Obi fouled out in 15 minutes. In 15. And OG's a disciplined defender. Ryder Hall is Jefferson. This man had. Okay, I was looking at the box score. He had five fouls, according to the ESPN, in the first half. Now, apparently, that got revised and he got down to four because he played more in the second half. But this man fouled out six fouls in 19 minutes. And the play that he fouled out on, disgusting sequence. All right. Kyle Lowry has inside position for a rebound. Jalen Brown rips Kyle out of the way, pushes him to the floor. Literally, Kyle's on the floor. It's a, a five time All Star, an NBA champion on the floor. Most, most five time. All-stars and champions will get that respect, especially if he's falling on the floor and he had inside position on the rebound. No call, obviously. Then Jalen goes, obviously, he's, he's got the rebound. He's right under the rim. He goes out for the layup. Rondé's forced to foul him, and that's how Rondé fouls out. And it's just like, to watch how this game played out. And, the, and of course, you know, no big surprise here, but it was a, a Tony Brothers classic. So, uh, the, the, the human catfish, like, he's just, man, he just... It's, I mean, it's not the first time. It's not the first time Tony Brothers has, uh, has has done some things for the Raptors. But it's just like when you put together all those circumstances that went against the Raptors, um, this was just such a sweet, sweet win. And, you know, it, it goes to the mentality. When you're the defending champions, when you are champions, you can just play at a level and play at an, an intensity and a focus that supersedes everyone else. Because, like, let's be real. The Celtics haven't done shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Celtics, okay, yeah, you know, you know, back when the, the, the league was just, like, firemen and farmers and uh, accountants and stuff like that, you know, um, yeah, they won a bunch of titles. Congratulations. Larry Bird came in, won a couple of titles. Congratulations. But from, like, the 90s onward, from, like, the mid-90s onward, since the Raptors came into the NBA 25 years ago, they got the same number of championships as the Celtics, all right? And that Celtics team, they won theirs, like, more than a decade ago now. The last decade, the Celtics have not done anything in terms of contending for championships. Let's be real. The Raptors, however, are defending champions. And, like, they played like it tonight. Like, they just played with the focus and intensity that just, I mean, obviously, getting some rest helps and everything like that. But just that focus and intensity, they got to that next level. And that's the commonality in their their four defining wins of the season is um, just how hard they can play, just how disciplined they can be. and it just, and honestly, it rattles the opponents. Like, I thought the Celtics were rattled. Like, the fourth quarter, you watch the execution down the stretch. Terrible. They even got the open shots, they would miss. You know, like, it just, it just wasn't there for them. And meanwhile, the Raptors uh, came out of the gate hot, stayed hot throughout the game, and just finished out. And I, I loved the effort. I loved this effort from the team. This was such, you could tell by the tone of my voice, man. This was such, such a satisfying and gratifying win for the Raptors. Um, the best part of it, I honestly thought every single player that played made contributions. Um, you know, it starts with Kyle Lowry, who <laughs> this man has been so good. By the way, if you haven't already known, uh, NBA All-Star voting uh, officially tipped off on Christmas Day. So every single day you can go on social media, put a player's name in, put the hashtag, you know, NBA vote. And uh, yeah, do that. Do that. You know, Twitter Instagram, I don't know, man. Make TikToks for Kyle Lowry or something like that because this man deserves it, man. 30 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 39 minutes, 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10 from deep, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. This man is has been incredible. Nothing short of incredible. Um, you know, when Pascal Siakam went down, it, I was worried. Everyone was worried. 
not only was there this big question of who's going to pick up that slack, you know, Pascal's averaging 25 a game. But if Kyle was going to do it, how much was he going to be able to pick up? And how sustainable has it been? Well, I mean, he has been sensational. He has been a superstar since Pascal has gone down. Kyle Lowry is averaging like 26 per game, shooting 48% from the field, 44% from three. I mean, he led a 30-point comeback pretty much, not single-handedly, but like he was the major principal in that one. Uh, you know, was sensational in that Pacers game. It's such a heartbreaker that they, you know, the Pacers, you know, they, they couldn't stop hitting shots or whatever. Okay, whatever. Credit to them. But still, Kyle Lowry played very, very freaking well in that game. The Celtics game, not as good uh, on Christmas, but then he comes back tonight. I mean, it was just sensational. The way Kyle Lowry's playing in the fourth quarter, two three-pointers, um, you know, a pull-up turnaround jumper from the 17 feet in the mid-range area, against Kemba Walker to get to 30, uh, an assist to Serge Ibaka rolling to the rim for a layup, an assist to uh, O'Shea Brissett. And I'll definitely talk about O'Shea, what he did tonight. He was phenomenal. Um, you know, cutting to the rim for a layup. Kyle Lowry was sensational. I mean, he has been so, so good. He's like, he's scoring on a level that he hasn't done since he broke his hand in 2017, right before the All-Star break. And, you know, he also went to play golf. It was a little weird. I, still a little, you know, questionable by that time. But still, I mean, come on, man. The way Kyle Lowry's playing right now, not only is he a lock to be in the All-Star game, this man should be, like, honestly in contention to start for the All-Star game. Because if we're talking about a guy like Kemba Walker, and Jimmy Butler. I was like, all right, cool. Those guys are good guys, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Who played better tonight? Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker. Hey, man, Kemba, Kemba got 30 points. You know, Sartre Walker kept dropping in the pick and roll. Kemba got some open jumpers. I don't know, man. One guy was minus 15, one guy was plus nine. Uh, 30 points is not always 30 points. Um, Kyle Lowry was sensational tonight, man. And he's he's been setting the tone for the team. His, honestly, is just like his personality is just kind of like infects everybody on the team and it makes everybody it makes a whole team of Kyle Lowry's like everybody is just like pissed off underdog ready to go playing above their level honestly and he raises the level of everyone around him I mean you look at what Kyle Lowry has done for Serge Ibaka man Serge Ibaka okay so he's been injured he, sorry uh, Mark's been injured Serge comes in the starting lineup plays a lot more with Kyle Lowry this man's like pretty much walking to 20 points and 10 rebounds every game now and you look at it tonight Kyle Lowry fed Ibaka often Many times, especially when they were going up against Enos Cantor. Um, and, yeah, man, Kyle was, Kyle was sensational. He elevates the love of everyone else. He was clutch in the fourth quarter. What more can you say about this guy? This guy is just fantastic. He's going to be a six-time All-Star. And, honestly, if he keeps this level up and he wins one or two more rounds in the playoffs as the number one guy or 1A or 1B to Pascal Siamon's 1A, then what are we talking about? We're talking about, honestly, a Hall, a hall of Fame candidacy. We really are. And if you look at just, like, impact on winning, there was that stat that came out, um, you know, over the last 10 years by one of the advanced stats guys on Twitter. Well, you can see it. We tweeted out at Yahoo Sports Canada. So look for it on Twitter there, I think on Instagram as well. But Kyle Lowry is, like, fifth or sixth in the last decade in terms of the most wins contributed to. And that's no surprise as a Raptor fan. Like, you, we've watched it. This is seven years in a row of Kyle Lowry just, like, carrying this team to 50 plus wins man or like you know 48 49 50 51 56 53 58 you know like Kyle Lowry man just a sensational player great tonight um I thought Pat McCall was great tonight man got the start and yo I mean there's been no shortage of Pat McCall's letter no shortage just go back just search Pat McCall 
uh, on December 25th, man. Just the replies and everything to him, it's been, it was wild. Uh, you know, like, he wasn't, he was probably the worst player in that game to play, played extended minutes. He played 35 and not one, had two points. Um, but it, it, he, he somehow took the whole brunt and uh, the frustration of the fan base. Well, I mean, like, yo, there's, there's gotta be some apologies, man, because Pat McCaw, Played 43 minutes tonight. He, he played like the entire first quarter and he started the second quarter. And I was like, yo, he might not come out of the game. Um, but Pat McCaw, man, tonight, 43 minutes, 18 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, a steal, a, bl- a block. Actually, he should have two steals. I'm pretty sure he had two steals in the first quarter alone. He had a block on Jalen Brown on the first play of the game. Uh, eight of 12 from the field, two of four from deep. First off, let's just take in the fact that Pat McCaw took 12 shots. All right. I know he took played 43 minutes, but still, Pat McCaw took 12 shots. Um, the aggression was definitely different from him. Uh, you saw early in the first quarter, you know what I mean? Like, he was aggressive on defense. He always is. But uh, offensively, uh, you know, he had this one play where he pulled up from 15 feet off a high pick and roll and banked in a jumper. And I was like, who is that guy? That's Pat McCaw? Pat McCaw can do that? Um, and he just kept it up. I mean, he was cutting to the rim for layups. And he had two huge threes, both in the fourth quarter, or both in the, the second half. One in the third quarter when the Celtics had cut the lead to three points. Um, the Raptors call timeout. The missile shot after the timeout. Boucher gets the rebound, kicks it out to McCaw in the corner. McCaw, no hesitation, swishes a three. And hesitation has been a huge issue in McCaw. Let's be real. He's, uh, I, we wish he could shoot more. And honestly, he did more tonight, obviously. Uh, and then another three in the fourth quarter there where the ball got kicked out to McCaw in the corner. It's honestly kind of contested too. Uh, I forget. I think it was Tatum rotating over it. It was pretty close. And, and McCaw switches that, and that gave the Raptors a little bit more breathing room as well. So McCaw was just phenomenal from start to finish. Really has rewarded Nick Nurse's um, patience and trust. Um, you know, it's it's not quite Fred Van Vliet uh, in, you know, the later rounds of the playoffs, um, you know, in the finals, where obviously he, he rebounded from that horrendous Sixer series. And honestly, not a very good Magic series to uh, to, to pretty to just upset the Bucks and also, uh, you know, win a finals MVP vote it's not on that level in terms of winning back trust but like McCaw man this must be what Nick Nurse sees in practice all the time because you know uh Nick really believes in him he talks about him all the time um you know has has kind of jumped at the opportunity to make him a starter and since he's gone to the starting lineup he's been great one thing with McCaw that's really underrated is the fact that you know he had eight assists tonight and McCaw's ability to handle the ball and just play a bit of point guard and not necessarily create too much although he did create a lot tonight like in the pick and roll he was not bad he found a buckle a couple times um but McCaw's ability to just run a bit of the offense allows Van Lee and Kyle to play off the ball and be more effective as scorers so like Kyle can come off a screen and come off two screens moving to his left his favorite shot and pull up for three from there um you know McCaw helped him with that uh you know Van Lee can sort of you know do his thing Van Lee was really struggling to finish at the rim but he hit some clutch shots as he always does that's what Fred does um yeah, you know, uh, that that playmaking is kind of interesting. And, and Kyle, um, you know, he was obviously very gracious uh, in the postgame interview. Just like, you know, after the 30-point comeback, Kyle's like, you know, hey, man, don't talk about me. Talk about uh, Chris Boucher. Talk about uh, Malcolm Miller. Talk about Terrence Davis. Talk about Ryan Hollis-Jefferson. Even though Kyle was obviously the, the, the main factor in that 30-point comeback. Same thing today. Kyle Lowry, very unselfish. Uh, he, he made sure to shout out Pat McCaw, talked about him as a point guard and how much he has an ability there. And McCaw's ability to honestly run the point, it was really, really pivotal in the Raptors being successful in offense. And I, um, you know, OG, I mean, he hit a key three in the, he hit a, he hit a three to start the third quarter, but kind of a forgettable from OG. Obviously he was in foul trouble. So 
didn't get to contribute much. Surge, you know, his scoring was there. Defensively, I still would like to see him come up on Kemba Walker a couple of times. Kemba got a little hot in the third quarter going up against Ibaka. It seemed like Kemba just knew exactly to go at Ibaka, which, I mean, not surprising. Kemba had a lot of success with that against Ibaka on Christmas. So um, he definitely seems to attack that matchup. Ibaka's issue there is just, you know, he's dropping back too deep. But uh, if you look at the, the output, man, 20 points, 10 rebounds in 30 minutes, 9 of 14 from the field, hit a three, very heavily contested three, I might add, uh, in the third quarter there when the Celtics were making a push. And, uh, you know, Serge was great. He really was, man. He he and, and, you know, Nick did a really smart thing. Nick was very, very good throughout this whole game. But Nick did a really smart thing about staggering the lineup. So he pulled Ibaka four minutes into the first quarter. And I was like, hmm, what's going on? Is this a benching? But it turns out that he was just staggering the minutes so that Ibaka could then match Enos Cantor's minutes off the bench. And, you know, that was smart because Enos Cantor definitely had his way in the post against Boucher in the game on Christmas. Uh, you know, the Raptors had to compensate for the difference in strength by uh, double teaming. And that's sort of uh, allowed the Celtics to get going. The Raptors had to scramble, play zone. You know, all sorts of issues came out of that. Um, but now, you know, Ibaka was able to match Enos Cantor's minutes off the bench. And honestly, yeah, Cantor scored. Like, he had 11 points in 17 minutes, 5 of 5 from the field. He hit his first three of the season. I didn't even know he could shoot threes. But uh, honestly, with Cantor, it's like Bargnani. It's, it's, the same th- it's the same deal with Bargnani. Like, it's just, you know, all right, he scores. But, like, every two points he scores, he gives up three in return. And ultimately, he's a negative player. And I thought Ibaka was really able to attack Enos Cantor in the offensive end. So I thought his surge was great. Um you know, if you look at the rest of I mean, Fred hit some huge, huge threes in the second half, as he always does. You know, going to the rim, it was it was a struggle for sure. Uh, 19, 5 and 19 from the field is an ugly scoreline, but he was 4 of 9 from deep, uh, hit some big shots. And also, you know, he drew five straight free throws uh, in that third quarter stretch there. One on Tatum on a pull-up three and another one um, right after that. And he hit 4 or 5 from the free throws line. Like, he was really good in the second half. Uh, I, I enjoyed what he did. He also picked off Jason Tatum. Which is uh, great. I mean, man, Fred had five steals, man. Fred, Fred. I mean, Fred had a bad shooting night. Fred still had eighteen points, five assists, five steals, and a block in plus sixteen. The uh, the second best plus minus on the team. So you know, go figure. Boucher, best plus minus on the team, plus nineteen, sixteen minutes. Came in, gave the Raptors tons of energy. Made the extra pass. The three assists is very nice to see from him. Um, but the one thing with Boucher that he does really well, and it's it's just variety, right? Like Serge. Gives you what Serge gives you. Mark gives you what Mark gives you. Those guys are very distinct. And then Boucher, also very distinct because he's so small. He's so wiry. He's so thin, but he's so energetic. He plays so hard. Like, nobody dives to the rim as hard as Boucher does on this team. Like, Serge, when he comes off the screen, he pops. When Marcus all comes off the screen, he, I mean, he's going to the three-point line, and then he's passing the ball. Boucher, when he comes off the screen, this man's going, making a beeline to the rim. And it's really, and it's, there's, you know, and there's so much defensive attention on Kyle Lowry, there's so much defensive attention on McCaw, or even, even, you know, Van Vliet, and there's even some defensive attention on McCaw off the high screen that you don't expect that, that, that pass slipping into Boucher, and Boucher is just finishing everything around the basket these days. He's done a really good job with that. He's hit his free throws, and he was really good tonight. And he had a great block on the, I think before it was Tatum, Tatum or Brown. One of the guys beat the Raptors on a, on a post up, and Boucher was there to erase it. So Boucher was really good. His energy was great. Um, Rondé also fouled out. I mean, like, the refs were just insane this night. Terrence Davis, I love this fearlessness, shooting the three, um, you know, seven rebounds. His rebounding is actually really, really important to the team. Um, not only just the defensive end, because when he gets a rebound, he can push the break, and he can lead it, like a Westbrook kind of situation. But, uh, you know, it's also the offensive rebounding, man. Terrence is just like, 
um, he's just active. He's and he just gets after. You know what I mean? And he's he's uh, and the fact that he can actually shoot threes consistently is 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 a great asset. I, I liked what Bush, uh, Terrence did. You know, not as prominent of a role tonight, but uh, it, what he did do, I, I did enjoy. It. But then the other guy, she's got to really love the hustle and heart by by O'Shea Brissett. Who, if you're not familiar with O'Shea, the guy's on a two way deal. Spends most of his time in the G League. He's been called up now, obviously, because of all the injuries to the Raptors. And hasn't really gotten significant minutes. Nick likes Brissett from uh, Can the Basketball. Because O'Shea was actually one of the few NBA players that actually agreed to go play. Now, the unfortunate thing is O'Shea got hurt playing in exhibition games in Australia. Like, on the eve of the tournament. And so he had to really bow out. So that's why you didn't see him with Can the Basketball. But he was there. He was committed. And Nurse got to see him there. Because Nurse was the coach of the team. And he got to see Brissett in training camp. He made Brissett made the team. Brissett went with them to the exhibition series in Australia. He played there. And, um, you know, he must like what he sees. Because, like, and, and he, he gave Brissett trust. Because Brissett played the entire fourth quarter. And it was, you know, I mean, the Raptors had a lead, but still, man. And, of course, there were, you know, fouls and, and you know, and Anobi wasn't available and Rondé wasn't available. But Brissett was in that game. Like, they could have made a different adjustment. He could have went with Serge. He could have went with Serge and Boucher. He could have gone with a couple other options. Could have gone with Stanley Johnson. We did not. He went with, he went with O'Shea Brissett. And you know what? Good for him. Good for Nick Nurse. And good for O'Shea Brissett because he made the most he made the most of his opportunities. You look at the box score, maybe you think, oh, it's quiet night, 4.6 rebounds, 2 assists. What's Will talking about? Nah, man. When you watch this game, the number of extra possessions that O'Shea brought to his team in terms of his hustle, um, just his defense, like he held Jason T- he forced Jason Tatum into a shot clock violation. He bottled up Kevin Walker on another possession, stuck with him, forced the jumper, and, and, and had a really bad miss. Um, just O'Shea was great, man, and like it was exactly what the Raptors needed. And honestly, for a portion there, the Raptors really needed the rebounding because like they were just so undersized. Um, and, but you know, honestly, the Raptors won this game in large part because they won the possession battle. Like you look at it, fifty-three rebounds for the Raptors compared to thirty-one for the Celtics, and fifty offensive rebounds. Brissett had three of those fifteen. A lot of those in the fourth quarter, just kind of demoralizing for the Celtics. Like they kind of ran out of gas, and the Raptors they they were strong. And part of that was because. They got reinforcements against like Brissett. Um, so, just a great, great win by the team. Just you know, a super enjoyable win. Uh, in terms of your KFC bucket of the game, I got two. Uh, one was that uh, McCaw three that I described earlier, where um, after the timeout, you know, the Celtics made this run and they threw this like alley oop to you know uh, Daniel Tice, and it was like our right, three point game. It looked like the Celtics are going to take over. Raptors respond. Uh, Boucher gets the offensive rebound, kicks it out to McCaw in the corner, switches the three. Um, and then the other one was, um, you know, just a, a weird broken play, but it was in the fourth quarter there, maybe thir- third or fourth quarter, end, maybe end of the third quarter, maybe the start of the fourth quarter. But um, the Fred VanVleet had open three. He shot it. He missed it. The rebound went straight to Brissett. Brissett collected the rebound, kicked it right back to Fred. He hadn't even moved at this point. Fred in the same spot takes it again. Bet on yourself, hits the three, and uh, you know that that pushed a five point lead to an eight point lead. So those are your two KFC buckets of the game. And um, you know, before I get to three stars and all the other awards, I just gotta you know, I just gotta take some time for the Celtics, man. Like you're playing as half a Raptor team, and you have twice as many free throws, twice as many foul calls as the Raptors. And you guys couldn't do anything with that. And you're at home. 
and you and you're fully healthy. You couldn't do anything with that. You got people tweeting about, oh man, they really missed Robert Williams tonight, bro. The Raptors really miss Pascal Siakam. They really miss Mark Gasol. They really miss Norman Powell. They even miss Matt Thomas. All right, what were the Celtics doing, man? They were just they had nothing. I get it. They played a second half of back to back. Sure. All right, but yo, they beat they smacked up the Cavs. The Cavs are terrible, man. Like they should have more than enough energy to play tonight. And uh, you look at it. Look at I mean, like Jason Tatum, three of seven from the field. You know, with six turnovers. Mostly getting guarded by, you know, Fred Van Vliet and, and Kyle Lowry. I mean, like, come on there. I mean, Gordon Hayworth, 3 of 13. Anytime a shot was contested, he missed it. Anytime it was open, he missed it. I mean, like, you know, it's just uh, it was a tough day for Gordon Hayward. Uh, Jalen Brown talked all that smack, you know, was up 30. I uh, had 30 points against the Raptors. You know, honestly, great effort on, on Christmas Day. None of that tonight, man. 17 points. Not not the same guy tonight. Uh, you look at the bench, Marcus Smart coming back. I love that Marcus Smart... Um, I love that Marcus Smart thinks that he's Steph Curry from three. Like, why is he shooting so many threes? I get the percentages are up this year, whatever. People are like, oh, Marcus can shoot now. I'm like, nah. Every time Marcus Smart shoots a three, I'm pretty happy about it. One of five, and the one was actually a pretty lucky buzzer beater. Um, two of nine from the field overall for Marcus. And it's just like, man, what was going on here? And, like, you know, I, I just in general, like, I, I, I just – like, the Celtics are a really, really good team. That's the thing. I, I don't really want to slander them too much because, like, the Raptors literally just lost them. We know how much the Celtics can do. But, uh, I mean, like, coming into this game, they were 13-1 at home. And the Raptors, they were primed to beat. I mean, like, you know, they were primed to beat the Raptors again. They had every advantage in the book, but they couldn't get it done. So, I just uh, I just really enjoy this. And, and um, especially with all the foul calls in their favor, too. I mean, like, really, the guys who should get slandered tonight aren't even the Celtics. I mean, even though they played, like, like the trash. Um, the guys who should get slammed tonight are the officials, man. I mean, like, what were they thinking tonight, man? Like, if you, if you just look at it, like, just the, the way this game was called made no sense. There were so many makeup calls from um, Tony Brothers' crew. You know, you got Marat Kogut and uh, Jason Goble. I mean, like, yo, just every call was just so terrible. And, you know, shout out Jack, by the way. Shout out Jack Armstrong for just calling it out as it, as it was because it was ridiculous. You know, um, commentators like they're not supposed to they're not supposed to talk so much about it but like how could you not man like this was just this was just uh i don't even know what it was i mean i don't want to say conspiracy but like i I haven't seen it like this before 32 to 17 that's a huge difference and it's not like the Celtics were going to the rim that much man like it just wasn't it really wasn't i don't i don't i don't understand this game but uh i'm happy to wrap this one in terms of three stars kyle lowry number one 30 points, seven, uh, 7 assists, 2 steals, 10 of 17 shooting, 5 of 10 from the field uh, in 39 minutes. Fantastic. Vote him to the All-Star game. Second star, going out to Pat McCaw, obviously 18 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 8 of 12 from the field, 2 of 4 from deep, 43 minutes. Just phenomenal display. And uh, I'm sure Nurse will honestly find a way to play in 48 minutes next game after this game. And then third star, got to get it to O'Shea Brissett, man. The guy really came in, gave the Raptors a huge boost. Four points, six rebounds, two assists. Don't look at the numbers. It's just the impact. He won the Raptors so many extra possessions, and that's what the Raptors needed to uh, to win a game like this on the road. Revenge. You know, this was this was revenge. Uh, in terms of your uh, Gerald Henderson award, uh, I don't know. I guess Kemba, 30 points. I didn't think Kemba played that great, to be honest. But there you go, 30 points for Kemba. Uh, and that does it for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, you know, yeah, this is a great win. I have nothing else to say. So, uh, the Raptors play again tomorrow against OKC at home. Uh, and I'll talk to you, uh, after that game. Peace. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.